Welcome to some guys in a Bible. Welcome, everyone. Evening. Yes, another week, another recording. We're excited about this. We've been getting a lot of good feedback. A lot. We got yeah, another man. Brandon sandwich up here. Things are things are heating up. <laughs> but we're excited to be here. I, I think I the am. last couple topics were really good, and today we're going to be talking about how do we know the Bible is true. I think everybody has been hit with this at one point or another. Again, we're hitting all of these subjects. These are, these are important ones. These are yeah. the ones that will stump you at work. Or yeah, because they're not the ones they preach about on Sunday. Yeah. You know, like on Sunday, we're talking about faith and healing and Jesus and God. And we're talking to a crowd of people who already believe. Yeah. So it's a lot different than when you're at work and you're with somebody who does not believe. Like, they will say things that blow your mind. <laughs> I have so many people that just... I'm like, that's sacrilegious. You can't say that. <laughs> this is our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Man, I don't want to be too close when that lightning No, you know, and it shows how merciful God really is. Because yeah. in the end, he wants everybody. He wants the guys who don't understand what they're saying. He, want, he wants everybody to come to him. So hopefully, that's what these podcasts are attracting. Hopefully. People who... Uh, well, we're hoping it attracts Christians, too. I don't mind them watching. Absolutely. So you're not kicked off. You can keep watching if you're a devout believer. But we are we are hoping that these reach people who have these questions. And have maybe they've asked a, a hundred Christians and they've never really got an accurate answer. But I feel yeah. like last week I went back and watched and I was like, I feel like that's a very accurate answer. Like, how do I know God or why do, why do bad things happen? This is why. And I feel like we kind of hit that on the head. No, and, that was and why? How do we know God exists? Yeah, I was, I I was like talking to a couple of my buddies about it, just getting their feedback on it. And you know, some of them are new believers. Others, other God's still working with them. Others are still heathens. And so I was talking to them, but they all were like, "Dude, you guys hit some hit some questions like that have always been in the back of my head, and you guys did a really good job of explaining sure. it." So I think you know we're doing we're doing a great job. Yeah, and guess what? Some... It's not us. It's no. God. Yeah. <laughs> He's on our side. Because if it wasn't for Him, none of this would be successful. We wouldn't be right doing what we're doing. So thank God. So, that and it also. Exactly. Falls on you viewers. Go ahead, hit that like and share. Yeah. Get it out to some people. Us. Get it yeah. out. The, the more people that share right. it, or the more people that get a comment and provide us yeah. with some more content, some more things down absolutely. the road that we can come. And remember, and we're on. pagan friendly, so yeah, send it absolutely. to your pagan friends. They'll enjoy it. <laughs> send questions, not just not just share, but send yes, questions. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. We we love going through reading the comments topics. and everything as well. We might not yeah. be live, but we'll we'll still address some of these issues. Yeah, it'll take some of the work off us. I don't know. I'm getting, the, I'm getting pretty good part. at being lazy. I'm not even kidding. <laughs> I just ran to the bathroom before we started, and yeah. my watch said, "Good workout." <laughs> I'm not kidding. You. I was standing there like, "Are you kidding me?" <laughs> What? What are you gonna do? <laughs> Take the win, Dan. Right? Yeah. I was like, I, well, I did a run pretty fast. <laughs> we can count that, right? Reminded me, I of, would. reminded me of my toddler running to the bathroom. I gotta get there. I gotta get there. Right. <laughs> it's like it's like the old joke. Like, how many sit-ups do you do a day? I do one, half in the morning and half at night. <laughs> but through the day, I end up getting through one whole setup. There you go. <laughs> But yeah, so we are talking about how do we know the Bible is true. That is going to be our topic, and why don't we hit it like we always do, and we'll go down the line here, and each one of us will just give a short answer of what you would say if you didn't have all the material we are compiling on this table to really come at this question. But just short one, brief, yeah. anybody want to start? So it... And I have had this question before, and this has always been a, a right. difficult question for me, right. uh, being raised in this, because for me, the answer is as simple as, it's it, true. try it, taste and see. Yeah. Right. You know, um, when you do the digging and the historical accuracies that are in the Bible, there's no way that's a coincidence. Right. Um, and something in my mind, it can't be accurate in that way without being accurate in every way. Right. Yeah, no, you're right. If one part of it's not true, then it's all not true. But if it's all true, then, then it's, it's all true. true. You're right. But again, we, you know, we have people who they don't, you can't just tell them because it's true. Because they're, well, that was just a book that was written by a bunch of sheep herders. Which, 
In all reality, doesn't that make it more believable? Because <laughs> right? if you can get 2,000 sheep herders to all write the same story, with the same conclusion, with the same characters, it's kind of amazing if you really think about it. What is it over how many continents? Like 12 continents it's written over? So, continents or countries? Countries. 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 Thank you, man. you got to keep me in line over here, man. It's okay. Where's, where's the Nerf gun? <laughs> no, but oh, it, yeah, man, so it covered a long period of time, a lot of authors, and mm -hmm. it covered a lot of area on the map. And still, we have, we have so much accuracy. Like, there's a couple of Bible studiers that I, I listen to and watch on YouTube and stuff, and mm -hmm. that's one of, the, one of their biggest statements is, if you feel like you found an inconsistency in the scripture, you should rejoice because that's that's going to be an answer a later. Learning opportunity. Yes, it's a yeah. learning opportunity because the more you study into that, the more you start to realize how accurate it truly is. So mm -hmm. we do. We are going to. We we know that the Bible stands on its own legs. Yeah. So there's a way of like. I can say the Bible's true, and it's not up to me to prove it. The Word of God's going to prove itself true. It handles so, itself. Yeah, yeah, that is very good. So for me, it really falls back, like Nan was saying. I was brought up in the church, so for me, I always saw the evidence of it. And we can go back and we can research. We can go into the Dead Sea Scrolls. We can bring up Roman artificial facts. Um, a lot of things that prove what they were writing was New Testament. They found the scrolls there for the New Testament. So to prove the legitimacy of the literature, we can go back and find records. But as far as how do I know what the Bible's teaching me is real, really comes back to like, man, taste and see. Um, taste and see. If, if you guys want one better financial blessing, start tithing. And I promise you, you're going to see a difference in your finances. Mm -hmm. You want to see a better life, le learn how Jesus loved, and you're going to see a better life as a whole. You want, to, you, want, you, want, you want to know what to do? Read the Bible, get into it, dig into it, and you're going to see the fruit come out of it. Right. Um, we were, mm -hmm. There's a few movies on Pureflix that we watched, and um, one that really popped up to my mind was was the case of Christ. It was an um, atheist news writer who basically sat down and did an interview with God. And at the end of it, he ends up coming, coming to Christ and believing through all of the research that he did to disprove the Bible by researching the Bible. Yeah, and, through, and throughout the entire thing, he ends up bringing himself to Christ by trying to disprove the Bible. And the Bible is like, uh-uh-uh. And so for me, it really comes down to the fact that if you take it, you study it, you apply it to your life, for me, that's the best way to prove that it's real is I can sit here, I can talk blue in the face about it, but once you start digging into it and you earnestly apply what it's telling you, you're going to see that fruit produce. Yeah, that's mm -hmm. so true. It's like the, everybody who talks about tithing not being real are always broke. <laughs> Isn't that funny? Yeah, it's so true. It's the same thing with people who are like, oh, I can't believe you, you read, you're you you're all into that church stuff. But then like, they'll, they'll like, in enough time, they're like, man, Dan, like, gosh, your life is so good. And I'm like, well, duh. You're always so happy. Yeah, yeah. It's like the people who have the biggest problems are the ones that just refuse to believe. And it's like, we're not, I don't get anything out of you believing. Like I know we, I know we're storing up treasures in heaven, and and, I, and but we can't, we don't see that here. So I, you don't yeah. really know what that's all about. But when I'm witnessing to somebody or I'm telling someone about God, it's not so that I can benefit from it in any way, shape. And I know there are people who do. I know there are people who literally just witness so they can be like, I got 15 people baptized this week, which you know God calls everybody to Him. So even when you think that you're doing something amazing, like if God's not working on the inside of that person's heart, then you can you can give them all the beautiful scriptures and all the the uh, amazing you know intelligent conversation that you want. Yeah, and it's not going to go nowhere because God's not working on the inside. That's why anytime I, I am discussing you know th these topics with people who are non-believers, if I feel like they're not seeking after a question, then I, I'll quit talking. Because if you're not looking for an answer, if you're not asking me a question, then you don't care about my answer. It's like if someone comes up to you and they're like, hey, you know, if you, if you mix, you know, this chemical and this chemical together, you can make a bomb. 
okay, but if I'm not making a bomb, why do I care? You know, like, this doesn't help me in my day-to-day life. So I don't even keep that. Yeah, yeah, I don't even download that into my brain or even care because you're not answering. Now, if I'm trying to make a bomb and I'm like, hey, uh, how do you go about this? And you go, hey, Dan, you do it this and this. (laughs) We're going to edit that too. So if you're making a birthday cake... Perfect. There you go. I got the man's approval. <laughs> but if, but if I'm in that situation where I'm, <laughs> you made me feel funny now for saying sorry. <laughs> but if I'm in that situation where I'm looking for an answer, yeah. that's when your answer is actually valuable. Like so many times as Christians, like the Bible talks about throwing your pearls to the pigs. Mm-hmm. There's so many Christians that we're we're handing pearls to people who don't even know the value of it. No. So if you walked up to somebody on the street and you handed them a, a beautiful pearl and they don't know anything about pearls, they're gonna, they're gonna, it's like giving it to a pig. They're gonna throw it in the mud and not even gonna think about it yeah. again. Oh, this is some stupid little ball here. Can I eat it? No? Okay. Yeah, get rid of it. Yeah. But if, if you get, if you're talking to somebody who understands the pearls, then all of a sudden it's valuable to them. Mm-hmm. And it's the same thing when, when we're handing this information to people. If the answer is worth something to them. But if they don't have an interest in your question at all, then what does your answer really benefit them? And I really think subconsciously, a lot of people do believe that the Bible is real because I can't tell you how many conversations I've had with people to where they say, you know what, the Bible, Bible is great. It's, it, it's, it's a great outline for how I should produce my life. And that's kind of where they stop it. But that point right there, that they'll go to the Bible for an answer and something that they're dealing with right. in their life, mm-hmm. even though they're not a, they're not a, really not a believer. They're just reading it for content or whatever. But they have this, they have this feeling that you know what? How, how do I go about this? How should I be reacting in this situation? Oh well, you know the Bible has a million different ways how I can handle that. So I'll go True. through and read that a little bit. That's a conversation I've had with a lot of people, a lot of people, and that that was my belief on the Bible when I was young for a long time too. When I was still working out things for myself, I always had this understanding that you know what, if I want things to go right, if I follow what the Bible says. That really takes right. a lot of responsibility off of me, put, put and it just show just go just shows it. Right. That, yeah, you're look, right. That cat caught my tongue today. He's <laughs> always <laughs> hanging around here it's somewhere. somewhere. <laughs> he likes to bounce around. One day I'll be penning it, the next day Nana be penning it. will be purring over on Dan. The next well, I'm day. about to go next, so yeah, <laughs> I'll see if I can catch it. <laughs> but so I've been hit with this question. I've been, I've had people tell me the sheep herder thing mm-hmm. and the Bible. I've heard, I've heard, I won't even go into that. I almost went crazy there because I've had so much craziness come at me on right. the subject. But this was the last answer that I gave somebody when they came to me. They asked me, how do you believe in the Bible? What is, what's up with this? How do you know all that's true? And I went like just off, you know, I was listening to something at the time. So I was like, what, how do you, how would you explain Isaiah 66 and 6 through at 10. It says here, I'll read it in the NLT. What is all the commotion in the city? What is this terrible noise from the temple? It is the voice of the Lord taking vengeance against his enemies. Before the birth pains even begin, Jerusalem gives birth to a son. Who has, who has ever seen anything as strange as this? Who has ever heard of such a thing? So he's talking about Israel. He's talking Mm -hmm. about Jerusalem. Has a nation ever been born in a single day? Has a country ever come forth in a mere moment? But by the time Jerusalem's birth begins, her child will be born. Would I ever bring a nation to the point of birth and then not deliver it? Asked the Lord. No, I would. I would never keep this nation from being born, says God, says your God. See, there's that cat. (laughs) Rejoice with Jerusalem. Be glad with her, all you who love her and all you who mourn for her. The scripture says that what nation can be born in a day. It's never happened. Right. There's never been a nation that comes together in one day. Now, what are the odds of this actually happening and it being about the the actual nation that they wrote about? 
This is Isaiah. So this is way Old Testament. So this, this is like when they went into Babylonian exile. This is, this is before the Roman rule. This is before all of that. And Israel never stood as its own nation again. It was always mixed in with other nationalities. Yeah. Now that alone is crazy because you look in America. We're the, we're the mixing pot of the world. Somebody moves from Mexico to America. Mm -hmm. And they marry an American. And they have children with them. Within three generations, their heritage is lost. Yeah, they're American. Yeah, they're American. Like their kids are gonna, they're gonna look American, talk American, act American. They've never been to Mexico. They're they're pulled away from that. Now, Israel is the only nation that lasted five thousand years without a homeland, without a, a nation, without a religion, without any of that. They never lost their customs. They never lost their name. They never lost anything. Yeah. And then it wasn't until after Hitler went crazy <laughs> that the world finally had compassion and gave them their own country in one day. That that's unbelievable. Like that scripture right there like is so accurate and so powerful that that's what I used in that argument to talk to this guy and I was like, "Look, man, like what other what other thing happens? Where have there? you heard of this?" Yeah, how, yeah. how it doesn't even make sense. But it shows you that Israel is God's chosen people. Mm -hmm. And when he prophesies about them in the Bible, it's going to come to pass. So it's really, uh, I find that to be very uh, influencing whenever I think about the accuracy yeah, of the Bible. Most definitely. I think that's one of the strongest points that you can give somebody to go through and do research. You know what? Don't take my word for it. I'll give you a list of prophecies that the Bible has said. Go see if these is, these have came true, which if anybody wants to do that, look at right. what's happening with the Euphrates River right now. Right. Very good point. Another great point. And so when we get into scripture, one, one of the scriptures that really brought validation to this for me was 2 Timothy um, 3 and 16. It says in the New Living. Uh, New Living <laughs> All scripture is inspired by God and is useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong. We know this, Dan. We all, we're all living. We're all living in the spirit. So I don't. I, I don't know why. You, I don't know why you act like you got to study so hard. Oh, you went to the same wait. library I went to. That's it. it right. Same guy helping you guys pull books. It's okay. Right. Thank you, Jesus. All right, I got to reread this. Yeah, man. my bad. All scripture okay. is inspired by God and is made useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It is it corrects us when we are wrong and teaches uh, teaches us to do what is right. Now, I've got an awesome study Bible, and I'd like to go through and read um, the subsection on what's on 3 and 16 because it does a phenomenal job of breaking it down and bringing some more validity to it. So it says the fact that the scripture is inspired by God, literally God breathed breath out, out by God's own speech. See also Hebrews 4, 12 through 13, second Peter does not negate the active enrollment of the human authors, but it does affirm that God's fully responsible for his word. Scripture is true, reliable, authoritative, permanent, and powerful because it comes from God himself. It means it is correct and it consents in its testament about Jesus Christ. It goes on to some more, but it really just goes... We just, we just exampled that too. Yeah, because I pulled the same scripture at home, praying and talking to God, and you pulled the same scripture at home, praying and talking to God. We didn't correlate it. We didn't talk about it all the time. Like just this past Sunday, I already had my Wednesday night service put together. I talked to Nan about it. I showed him my slides. I'm like, I'm good to go, bro. I was like, we're talking about Moses and dying and Joshua, Joshua taking take over. Yep. This is going to be great. And then Stefan got up Sunday morning and literally talked through my whole message. I was standing there like. God, why'd you tell him? <laughs> I thought this was a secret between us. <laughs> no, 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 it works. Thank but God. It, it isn't because it's the word of God. Yeah. And it's God breathed. So same way when we put together a Bible study, like uh, you guys have all had this experience. Mm -hmm. You put together a Bible study, like you're like, where did that come from? Like God will just hit me like a flood. And I'm yeah. like, oh, oh, that's good. Oh, that's good. And you know that it's not. It's not me just thinking up really intelligent things and writing them down. No, I'm not that no. smart. No, all wisdom comes from God. 
And I, and I credit it that way. It's the same thing like you got religions that are like against medicine and against doctors and all. I don't believe that because all wisdom comes from God. Yeah. If I'm having trouble with my body, first thing, I'm going to go to God. I'm going to pray. I'm going to seek healing. Then I'm going to seek somebody with wisdom that's come from God yeah. who can help my body. So if, if a doctor who's took, took the oath of Solomon, even if he's a pagan, I believe that God will give him the wisdom to help me. How many minds did you just blow? Why? The oath of Solomon. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> it's there, though. I know. Oh, That's, yeah. God created medicine. So for us to be against it and hate it is not smart. Like, now I'm not saying we should go out and take a thousand pills a day and just medicine the heck out of ourselves. No, like, all things in moderation. Yes, also all things in moderation. Right. In and, and I don't lose I don't lose my faith in the middle of trusting medicine. Right. In the process of it, I'm still going to be praying for healing. I'm still going to be weaning off of medicine. Absolutely. I'm going to be expecting God to use that to help me so that I'm not continually on it. Because no matter what, like, it may be good for you in one area, but it can hurt you in another, too. And sometimes it's a lesser evil. Like, nobody wants to get cut open by a knife. But when it came time for me to get surgery, I was begging them, please yeah. cut me. Get, fix me. Do what you need to do. Yeah. yeah. And, but then once, once I healed, I didn't just keep taking pain pills the rest of my life. I didn't stay on them the rest of my life, you know. And, yeah. and I know... People have issues. I get that. My dad had a broken neck and God healed him, but he still lives with pain every day. But I've also, you know, I've watched him make the right decision and not go overboard and make sure he moderates what he does. And he pays attention to how much pain meds he's taken and he doesn't go overboard because that's, that's a vicious spiral that you can get caught in. Yeah. There's a lot of people who ruin their whole lives because of injuries yeah. that are that are honest to God injuries and they needed medicine for in the beginning, but then nobody helped them. Nobody kept an eye on them. Nobody tried to help them maintain. And then before long, they're taking 50 pills a day. The pain's not going away. And now they're, it's not about the pain. Worse than when they it's started. It's an addiction. Yeah. Yeah. So something to be uh, cautious of, but let's get back to the word of God. So we all answered the question from our own silly points of view. Which, thank God, he's on our side because it comes through a little bit smarter when he's helping us. That <laughs> doesn't seem to catch up to him. Right. So let, let's dig into this from, first, before we go to the Word of God, let's go to it from a historical point of view. Okay. Because this is something that uh, is very important as well. One of the big things that I always go to whenever I am talking about the authenticity of the Bible is you can't, you can't really talk about the authenticity of the Bible without bringing up the Dead Sea Scrolls. That is a very important part yep. of our manuscripts that we have today and how we got the Bible that we're reading today. There was a period of time where we didn't have, you know, an accurate old representation mm -hmm. of the Word of God. So we were going off Bibles like the Latin Vulgate and they had been, you know, subscribed down the road. So we, they're like a copy of a copy of a copy. Right. Now, so telephone with the Bible. Thank God that the Hebrew people are so accurate in what they meticulous. do. Yeah, they're very meticulous. Yeah. And, they, and they had very, very many rules and laws and how they interpreted the word of God. Mm -hmm. But even in that aspect, how do you compare that if you literally don't have an original copy? So you're still just hoping and praying that these meticulous rituals are, are holding up and that the word of God isn't being twisted in the process. And there wasn't really no way to judge that until we found the Dead Sea Scrolls in 1947. Mm -hmm. 1947 in the uh, Quarium Cave. <laughs> Sounds right to me. <laughs> Q-U-M-R-A-N. I, I know it is Quamran. I think I do know that. I'm going to go with that. you on this one. But anyways, <laughs> it's a little hole in the ground on the other side of the world. <laughs> but go. the Dead Sea Scrolls were found. And they dated all the way back to 100 BC. And they proved that from the time of then all the way until 1947, that the scriptures weren't altered. That they had stayed accurate. Mm -hmm. So that, if, if, if it could maintain its accuracy for 2,000 years... 
then it could have maintained its accuracy for the 2,000 years before that. Yeah. So I always, I always point that out and talk about that from a historical point of view because when you're getting into how do we know this Bible is true with somebody who does not believe, they're not going to credit the Bible with anything. Mm -hmm. They're not going to credit Christ with anything. So they're not going to credit what we, what we usually defend it with. But when we go to history and we go to things that you can actually put your hands on, it gives them, a, it makes them step back and re-question their stance on that because it's hard to argue with history. Yeah, it's, it really is. And the Dead Sea Scrolls are, are a big part of that. And they prove that, uh, at least from 100 BC to 1947, they weren't altered. Now, if we know some years, yeah, but that <laughs> takes years. us, that takes us to one of the strongest points that we can possibly make about this Bible. And that is the fact that Jesus Christ himself authenticated the Bible. When we understand that Jesus Christ authenticated the Bible and when did he walk the earth? Zero, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was right during the time of the switch between the BC yep. and the AC. So. <laughs> but they, uh, yeah. So he walked the earth. At well, he was he. They say he, he got crucified around zero, thirty-three so. AD. Right. So technically, the death of Christ marks the change, isn't it? Is it the death or the birth? No, it is the birth. It is the birth. But I'm glad I look like a fool on the recording right sorry. there. Sorry. No, no, you didn't. You sorry. I'm sorry. That actually came out of my mouth. But the uh, the the whole point of Christ validating the scriptures mm -hmm. is that shows us that everything that we had seen, everything that he had read, everything that was on the earth when he walked the earth, he put a stamp of approval on it saying that this is accurate. And I got some scriptures here that I pulled up about why what Jesus had to say about these scriptures in Matthew 4 and 4 it is written man shall not live by but alone but by every word that comes out of his mouth in Matthew 5 and 17 do not think that I have come to abolish the law and the prophets I have not come to abolish but to fulfill and I tell you the truth until heaven and earth pass away not the smallest letter or stroke of a letter will pass from the law until everything takes place. So this is Christ saying, like yeah. flat out, everything in change. that Bible yeah. is correct. Yeah. Everything in that Bible I can stand on. And you know, there, this actually goes through a lot here. In Luke twenty four forty four, he says, "This is what I told you while I was still with you. Everything must be fulfilled that is written about me in the law of Moses." the prophets and the Psalms. So again here, Jesus is, is reaching way back. Yeah. He's not just saying everything that we hear in the New Testament is believable. He's saying everything written about me in Moses, the prophets and the Psalms, mm -hmm. all of that is validated. Yeah, and spe speaking of the Old Testament, there's a phenomenal um, documentary on Amazon. I believe it was originally on History Channel that goes through and scientifically proves that there was a global flood. Yeah. They yeah. go through they and ge yeah, ge geologically it goes through and you can go to the Grand Canyon and you see this layer of rock that should have taken, I think it, they said like three, 400 years in order to develop this layer of rock at the specific point yeah. inside of the rock. But how thin it was, suggest that it happened instantly right. they've got fossils of fishes eating other fishes with that fish still in their mouth and in order for something to be fossilized it's not something that happens instantaneously right. that takes millions and millions that pressure is millions and millions of billions of years isn't created and nobody's ever been around long enough to know that that's true but we believe it Absolutely. I buy it. Now, that Bible stuff and the Jesus stuff, that's a little too much for me. But when you guys start talking about billions and millions, I have no problem accepting that. And so, <laughs> so they go through and they go to different points in the world, in the Grand Canyon, to Germany, right. to China, to just all globally. And at the same layer, the same depth, that, that encrustation of that rock, right. that sediment 
is prevalent in every single thing. I mean, True. there's ar archaeologically there are mass graves to where there are birds, there are fishes, there's mammals all buried right. in the same place. Tell me how a bird's going to die in the same place as a whale where the coyote is straight to where everything by the current was swept and then it got deposited at this one catch point. So we're finding all of these fossils of different species that can't inhabit themselves and live in the same the same areas, but they all died in the same They're place. All right. And so you take you take all of this archaeological, you take all of the references, you take the Dead Sea Scrolls, and they found the Grand Canyon. Yeah. If they dated it, it's, it's upside down. Yeah. So like there's a lot of there's a lot of things that play into this, but then when you start adding in the word of God, you start seeing how these things are possible, how these mm -hmm. things can actually come to be. That's very good. Another thing Jesus said in Luke 24, 27, in the beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he interpreted to them the things written about himself in all the scriptures. So there's another point where Jesus sits down with his guys, pulls out his Bible and goes, hey, let me tell you something. He's talking about me. Right. And, he, and it says he starts in Moses. Yeah. He goes right back to the beginning. In the beginning, he spoke, let there be light. Hey, guess what? this guy i did that <laughs> it was me guys but these are when we're walking in the garden mm -hmm. guess what spirits don't walk they float but a body was walking with adam in the garden guess what that was me i was in the bible i was through the old testament that's why right now we're doing a bible study with the youth group and we're dealing with the whole old testament and my number one goal i started it all off with i'm going to show you jesus through the whole old testament if you don't think he's in that Old Testament, then you don't know his name. You don't know who he is. Yeah. Even the Hebrews believed in a two Yahweh, where they believed that, that there was two Yahwehs in the Old Testament because they couldn't make sense of how he can be in the fire in the bush and standing back watching Moses approach the bush. There's multiple concepts like this. How could Jacob wrestle with an angel or with a spirit? He can't. It was a body he was wrestling with. Mm -hmm. and, and so all of these make sense. As long as you're putting him in, you know, the right place. As Context. long as you understand. Yeah. And Jesus got it. <laughs> he was trying to explain to other people, like, let me show you how I'm through the whole testament here. So I still think one of my favorite verses God said to the Pharisees is, I am. When, when Abraham yeah, was. When when yeah, I when I, I when I read that and then um I was watching The Chosen and they brought that up too, it just brought me back to yeah. just to God's personality and everything. I'm like, you're such a G God. That was, that was that was such a boss move right hey, there. And even more, whenever they come to get him at Gethsemane, he does it again. Yeah. They're standing there and they're like, Who's Jesus? And he's like, Watch this. I am. And they all fall on the ground. <laughs> I can see God just cracking up over that. Like, <laughs> I am. Boom. <laughs> and they get back up and they're like, hey, and he's, he does it again. He's like, I am. Boom. <laughs> Let me show you the power of my name. <laughs> He's such a good God. <laughs> and here, let's let's take a look at Matthew 24 here. This is another point where Jesus is predicting the future. Then Jesus was leaving the temple grounds. His disciples pointed out to him the various temple buildings. But he responded, Do you see all these buildings? I tell you the truth. They will be completely demolished. Now, Predicting that something gets demolished is one thing. Okay, they're going to demolish yeah. this. Over time, this church will probably be demolished. Like, eventually, it's going to get old. They're going to have to redo it. It right. just happens. But then he says to them, not one stone will be left on top of the other. Now, that's quite a statement. Because even if you destroy things, you usually don't have to destroy them all the way down to their core. Right. However, when the temple was destroyed, they burned it. And all the gold in the temple leaked through the stones onto the ground. So they literally had to pick up and turn over every single stone in that entire temple to get all the gold that was inside of that temple. That shows you how accurate Christ was. Later, Jesus sat on the Mount of Olives. His disciples came to him privately and said, tell us when these things will happen. What sign will signal your return in the end of the world? And Jesus told them. So here's another thing. 
So when we go through history, mm. we go through how we got the Bible, we go through all these things, and people go, eh, I still don't believe. <laughs> now, I will show you what the Bible says is coming. Mm -mm. Because if you may, you may not believe over what you've, what you've already had happen in your life. But we're going to come a point in time where the Bible is going to get more and more harder to not believe. Mm -hmm. And we're starting to see that. Like during the coronavirus, there was a lot of people who came back to church because they realized there are things that the Bible predicts that they never thought were possible that are very possible. How can they control <laughs> yeah. all of our money? How can, they, how can they shut down us and we won't be able to buy or eat without? They showed you. They have that power. They have that power. They can lock you in your house and there's nothing you can do about it. And when people started realizing that, they started turning towards God. Like, oh, wait a minute. Maybe this Bible is true. Mm -hmm. And people are going to do that. I just hope it's not like in the days of Noah where they're standing outside the ark knocking yeah. as the rain's falling. Yeah. Like, it's time to get in the ark now while the door's still wide while open. While you have the opportunity. Amen. Now, for me, that's, that's very prevalent just growing up. Growing up in um, apostolic church from a very, very young age, you know, I just always remember end times, end times, end times are coming, end times are coming. And as, some, I, as a child, you know, I kind of pushed it in the back of my head, early teens, early 20s still. And then once I started getting into the Bible and really studying things for myself, I was like, all right, I, I, I can see some of this stuff. I can see right. some of this stuff. I didn't see how, how currency is going to going to change I, you know for some reason this always rang in the back of my mind that we will be a cashless society I don't, right. I don't think it was in the bible it was something that i heard from somebody well, but the that only was, way they can control all our money is for it to end up that way yeah and so that was always something that's always been like glued in the back of my mind is like when i see things go from a cashless society that's my right. that that's my prophecy right. that like all right things are really happening right. then we got introduced into bitcoin this tells us so let's get back to that yeah <laughs> Jesus told them, don't let anyone mislead you. For many will come in my name claiming I am the Messiah, and they will deceive many. And you will hear of wars and rumors of wars, but don't panic. See, we don't have to panic. These things must take place, but the end won't follow immediately. Nation will go to war against nation, and kingdom against kingdom. There will be famines and earthquakes in many parts of the world. But all of this is only the first of the birth pains with more to come then you will be arrested persecuted and killed you will be hated all over the world because you are my followers and many will turn away from me and betray and hate each other and many false apostles I almost said prophets will appear and will deceive many people sin will be rampant everywhere and the love of many will grow cold but the one who endures to the end will be saved and the good news about the kingdom will be preached throughout the whole world so that all nations will hear it and then the end will come. So there you go, guys. If we want Jesus to come quickly, mm -hmm. let's get this message all across the world. Hit like and share right now. <laughs> let's get it across the world and then Jesus will come back and we can get out of this mess. The day is coming when you will see what Daniel the prophet spoke about. Me. No. Oh, that was another guy. The sacrilegious objects that cause desecration standing in the holy place. You bring the earth done next week. <laughs> Pay attention. <laughs> then those in Judea must flee to the hills, person out in the deck and the roof must not go down or into the house to pack. A person out in the field must not return for even in a coat. How terrible it will be for pregnant women who are nursing mothers in those days. And pray that your flight will not be in the winter or on the Sabbath, for there will be great anguish then at any time since the world began. And it will never be so great again. In fact, unless this time of calamity was shortened, not a single person would survive. But it will be shortened for the sake of God's chosen ones. So here Jesus is talking about what's going to happen. What's going to happen in the end? What's, what's it going to be like? And we are seeing this play out in our world today. Mm -hmm. We're seeing the wars and the rumors of wars, and we're seeing natural disasters that are, are not making sense, and they're picking up in, in intensity. And the Bible predicts it all. Jesus predicts it all, yeah. that he is coming again soon. And this Bible is 100% true, and we better be reading it like our life's at stake. 
because at the end it is. And I want to make sure that uh, we have a good answer to tell people when they come to us and ask us about this and that we can, yeah, you know, assure them of the word of God. We can put more faith back in them to believe and credit this book for what it is. Most definitely one of the biggest scriptures that really changed things for me was study to show yourself approved. Amen. And that really changed a lot of things for me is when I started studying to show myself approved and then started teaching Bible studies and that that came, that verse kept ringing in the back of my head, Brandon, study to show yourself approved because if I can't hold myself accountable, what I say to somebody else, how am I going to do it to God? No, you're right. And so it... Yeah, just, you're 100% right. I think my answer, I, I've been challenged a lot. I think my answer would still be live by the principles in this book for one month. If your life doesn't get better, right, then I'm wrong and that book is wrong. Hey Amen. I want to add to that. Earnestly study it. Because there's a lot of things that you'll read that I can see people. Well, he says that if you ask and I, you shall receive, well, I asked for this. Well, was that according to God's will? Right. What's the second half of that verse saying? Yeah. What's right. the second half yeah. of what you read? You heard what you wanted to hear, but you, right. didn't, hear, you didn't hear the requirements in, for it. In all reality, if you don't have time, then partner with somebody who, who is studying Absolutely. the Bible. Like, that's why teachers are such an important part of the church. Mm -hmm. Like, we've got preachers, pastors, evangelists, prophets, apostles. Everybody wants to be those. When it comes time to teach, they're like, ah, that guy, he just teaches the Bible. Like, I hate that. Like, I'm a youth pastor. You're an assistant pastor. He's a teacher. Mm -hmm. His, that title doesn't hold any less weight in my mind. Hey, yeah, like that's, that's, that's an important title that needs to be upheld in the church. Absolutely. Because everybody else who's working a job, which you got to work 60 hours a week to, to supply anything in this day and age. So, and you need two people in the house working, so you're really uptight. And then by the time you got to get home, you got to reteach your kids everything the teachers at school were supposed to teach them that they just sent them home with. Sorry. <laughs> but it's true. Time, 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 time is precious. And people, yeah. it's easy for me to be like, well, that guy doesn't know his Bible. But it's like, man, the first time I read my Bible all the way through, I was working a security job. I was sitting at a desk all day for eight hours a day. It was easy. Yeah. Easier. You know? So, I mean, not everybody has that opportunity in their life. And not everybody has that drive. God's given it to, yeah. to people. He's given it to Brandon. Mm -hmm. He's given him the ability to study his Bible and then have an answer and to find an answer and to go look for what you need. So that's why a body is such an important thing. Because it binds us together where I can say, I've worked 80 hours this week. I don't have time. To, to look up a scripture on how I should study and how I should fast or how I should pray. But I can go to Brandon and say, yeah. hey, man, what's a good scripture about fasting? And he can say, you know, Daniel. Daniel fasted and God sent an angel and things broke up. And, you know, he can give you that insight because mm -hmm. he's studying the word of God. So if you don't have time to study, you have to find someone that you trust. And you've, and you've got to build a relationship with them so that they can speak into your life. And you'll actually honor it and listen to them because it's funny how many times people don't have the time and the energy to study the word of God, but then they're still making all their decisions by themselves. <laughs> and I'm not asking anybody for help. I got this figured out. Is it going it's wrong? Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like if you're not going to, if you don't have time, fine. But at least find somebody who does. Mm -hmm. Get the answers. And in, in, in all honesty, even if you're watching online and you're not a part of a church, there are Bible ministers online Absolutely. that have made their whole life about studying and Derek Prince. There, there's, there's a bunch of them that they've studied the Word of God their entire lives. Those are the people that J. Vernon McGee. <laughs> you got to look into these people because they're going to hand you truth. They're yeah. not, they're, if, they're, if they're actually reading the Word of God to you, you're getting truth. So it's important that we have that in our lives. Oh, most definitely. I, mean, <coughs> I really think it's one one aspect that really gets underutilized when when I hear teacher most people think oh Sunday school teacher he's just te right. just teaching just teaching little right. kids well you guys I've, I can't tell you how many nights I've been up till five o'clock and God's just like download and I'm sitting there just ma reading making these connections yes. and then I'm able to put it into perspective on how to apply these things on top of everything that I've grown up with. You know, God didn't, I, 
God uses what right. what I've grown up with and everything and applies it into things and there there's so much things I was watching something I was studying up on fivefold ministry and somebody was talking about teacher and they're like you know well I think teacher is the least important and the person teaching it looked at him and he said really what is, what is a teacher and he was like well this is teacher he's I'm like only called Jesus he, he's like he's like no a teacher is somebody who has mastered the work knows oh. how to apply it the apostle will go to the teacher for a scripture when he doesn't know something this person will go to a teacher when he Very doesn't good. know the answer for things and so I think a lot of the times we get things misconstrued on what a position is for somebody Right. And, and things and so for for me teaching I've really taken it into the aspect of all right I've got a good biblical knowledge right. I, I grew up with somebody who I mean we can go T for T in the Old Testament and I right. the person I, I learned the Old Testament from growing up was very thorough I learned right. at a very very young age mm -hmm. on I remember um, when me and my wife I studied under him too and he was brilliant he understood the Old Testament unbelievably Absolutely. I remember the first time me and my wife had a discussion. She wanted to start a Bible, wanted to start a Bible study, and I looked at her. I was like, "Oh, you just opened up a can of worms inside of this household." She's like, "What do you mean?" I was like, "You don't understand what the word study means in this household." I was like, "We are going to be diving into the root word of everything, and then go into the root word of what it means in Greek and Hebrew." And then that's where the study is going right. to begin with the pre-study of the pre-study. See, I don't play that game. I don't speak Hebrew and Greek, so I just stick with the English. I'm good enough with Brand that. Pulling out pictographs. No, I do. I do get into like I get into some. Like if there yeah. are certain things, like there are certain subjects that like you got to hit the Hebrew and Greek on, but. For the most part, I believe English is, is good enough. I believe that you can read that in English and understand everything you need to know. I do not need you to tell me it in Greek before I can understand it. Right. I don't. I don't need you to tell me it in Spanish or any other language. Thank God it's in English because that's what I understand correctly. So I get that. But, I, you know, you brought up a good point, though. And I, I can say that I don't believe I've ever met or know any preacher, teacher, pastor, or minister that's good that doesn't have sleep issues <laughs> I don't believe it because that's that's like God keeps you up he keeps he you up and he speaks into your life he speaks into your mind and if you're doing his work you know the provisions on the battlefield so mm -hmm. when you step out on that battlefield God's gonna come and supply you with his armor and we need that in our life I love that I love that point you brought up Nan about uh, try it try and see you know our, our pastor in this church tells everybody if you pay your tithes and your life doesn't change after six months i'll give you every dime you paid back mm -hmm. because he knows and we've never had it to pay anyone you guys back. gotta think this is god's house okay mm -hmm. we, we don't we don't need your money like it's not it's not that god needs your money or else he's gonna he says that in his word like if i was hungry i wouldn't ask you like i don't need help from you guys i got a i got a house on a thousand hills i got cattle on a thousand hills I, i'm good i'm god yeah. i'm taking care of here but i would like to dump a blessing into your life and if you're willing to do the work and unlock this blessing then mm -hmm. i'm willing to dump it into your life Absolutely. and it's one of the only places in the bible where he actually says try it and see you know I, I love the word that you just used right there unlocked because when when i look at tithing and everything what i come to the understanding of is it's an activation of your faith with your finances it is it's an where activation your heart, where your treasures are there your heart is also and if you can't give out your treasure to god he doesn't really have your whole heart and it's and it's the same thing we advertise on here we tell we're going to do we're doing it right now i guess if you want to if you want to be blessed go to mypineview.org yeah hit the give button guess what none of that money's coming to me i'm not getting a dime of it brandon's not Nancy, we're here doing this for free for god for fun for yeah and for fun right <laughs> i'm having a good time doing this but that money the reason why we say that the reason why we teach that is because i want you to see that it's true in your life Mm -hmm. So maybe you've watched this whole video and everything we've said to you, you've been like, I don't get it. I'm not buying it. There's one test that you can do on your own 
that nobody, you don't even got to tell anybody about it. Oh, it works out better usually if you don't tell <laughs> right. anybody. It's better than really secret. But I don't think they'll stop God's blessing bragging about it. Go ahead, pay your tithes. Do it for a couple of months and see if God doesn't unlock that blessing in your life. Mm -hmm. I know it's only Old Testament, but... <laughs> Wait a minute. Is it? Is it? <laughs> I'm literally laughing in the face of all these crazy Christians <laughs> that believe that right now. Sorry. But I got to get that off me because, yeah, Brain's about to pull it up in Hebrews right now and show you that's actually part of the New Testament. Yeah, part of the New Testament, isn't it? Yep, it sure is. But either way, God, Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He would not, he would not command something for us in the past and then not allow his new church to have it. As a matter of fact, if this was a way of blessing the Old Testament church, how much more powerful is it today in the New Testament church? Yeah. You got, I mean, this was God blessing them back then when you actually had to find cattle and you actually had to take care of your race <laughs> and your yeah. crops yeah. actually came out of the ground. Now he can just electronically drop it in my bank. <laughs> so, and he has. And he has. He's done. You know, and that's the other thing, too. You can either take my advice about ties. Someone that God has given a house and totally paid for all of it and right. taken care of everything in my life. Or you can take the advice of somebody who's broke who's claiming you don't have to do all that. But you know, again, it, we see it time and time again throughout people's lives around us. I know when I go yeah. to seek workout advice, I tend to go to the buff guy, not the fat <laughs> dude in the gym. <laughs> you don't go to the guy who's fit watch tells him to go to the Good job. <laughs> Most steps you've taken in a month. <laughs> no, but that is good. And, and you know what? I hope people do challenge us on that. I hope Amen. people do. Cause not because I want your money, but because I want you to be blessed. Because yeah. if we really love people, we want to see people blessed. Nothing's going to reinforce what we're saying here right. more than God blessing. Yeah, them seeing it in their own life. Like, yeah. That's really what it's all about. And, and thank God we have seen that. I've seen that in so many of my friends' lives that I've witnessed mm -hmm. to, and I've got them into church, and I've watched God give them back their family, give them jobs they don't deserve, give them houses they couldn't afford, mm -hmm. give them you know, blessings, blessing after blessing after blessing, as long as they're reading his word, they're following his word, and they're living for him. Yeah. Like, we're his children. I don't know about you, but... My kid stumbled into church on Sunday with ripped up clothes looking like he hasn't had a bath in 10 weeks. You guys would probably doubt how good I'm taking care of him. And I, my life is an example of that, too. There was a yeah. long time where I didn't really want to tell people about God giving me my house. And I didn't want to tell people about the, the amazing thing. I felt like me, sh me saying that is like a form of bragging. Mm -hmm. But I am. I'm bragging about Jesus Christ. Because he, I, I want you to see my life as an example. I want you to look at me and go, wow, if God gave Daniel a church and he's a little scumbag poop, <laughs> he can definitely hook me up because I'm better than him. But I want people to feel that way because God's word is true and amen. And if we put our faith in it, it grows. If we don't believe, it's not going to grow. You wonder why you, you, can't, you can't believe that this Bible is true. If you don't have any faith in it, you're going to have a hard time seeing it come true. Yeah. But once you start putting your faith in it, you start believing in it, you start walking it, the more you start seeing the reality of, of all of the Word of God, how true and accurate it really is. Most definitely. So, I mean, I remember when I first started tithing, um, just out of nowhere, out of nowhere, each week, I, I tithe like $10, $15 um, just because that's what I had accessible right. to, to me at the time. But every single... For, for those well, continuing from then, each week I was blessed with $100 yeah. from somebody that I had no clue. I knew what was happening. I knew what was happening because I asked him. I was like, man, why, why are you giving me this $100? We've never talked before. We've never had a conversation. You live across, you live across the street from me. I see you, but you've never, we've never had an interaction together. And he's like, I don't know, just something and something in my heart, funny? something in my yeah. heart says, that's one, always what they say. Say, says 100, you, you live in unit 100, here, here's a hundred dollars. I'm like, y y are you, 
are you sure, man? Like, I don't, right. I don't want to yeah. take your money if this is like you're just strung out on something right, right now, or this or that, or you're trying to. At the time, I thought a little bit that it was hush up money because he ended up getting arrested three days later. But that's he different. takes from the wicked and gives <laughs> righteous. <laughs> different story, but there you go. It, it consistently, consistently happened. I got to the point to where. I don't worry. I don't worry about money. I might stress about some bills because you know this world's wicked, greedy, and I feel most. We're not gossy. We're gonna get to the heart. We don't worry about money. Mm -hmm. That's what he wants us to get to. I'm gonna be fully focused on the kingdom of God. If if I starve and die, that's on him, because I'm not taking care of my life. Yeah, no it, not it's good. in his yeah. hands, and he never fails. So I ain't gotta worry about it. But I'm gonna focus my energy and effort on this house and what mm -hmm. I can do for his kingdom. Because that's what's going to last for an eternity. Most definitely. And I'm going to say this so I have a video record to show everybody in the future that, you know, I'm, I'm going to be paying tithes off of my business. And within a year, I'm going to watch my business and my family go from something that I've struggled to live paycheck to paycheck to where I'm going to be able to put money into God's kingdom more than what I was bringing home each month. Amen. And I fully, I fully believe that, and that's why I'm, I'm making an account for it right now, and that that's what's going to happen within a year. My life finances. It doesn't make sense that I like, you know, I, I was laughing in the face of all those Christians a little bit ago, but that's that was laughing at myself three years ago. So, hey, I'm right. Yeah. I was in the same boat. The devil's a sneaky turd. He comes in and he convinces us of things that are not true, that are not accurate. If he can make Adam and Eve fall in the Garden of Eden. The most beautiful place on earth. He, he gave. He caused contempt in them. He can do it in our lives as well. Easily. And I did the same thing. Well, it's Old Testament. I, I saw a couple of good people on YouTube who convinced me. And I was like, ooh, that's smart. I'm going to keep my money. And every single time I never paid tithes, I, was, I would have to borrow money at the end of the week. Doesn't even make sense. Now, I take 10% of that money and I give it to the church. And at the end of the week, I've got money in my pocket. And I'm like, how, how does that even make sense? Mm -hmm. You know, and th that's when mm -hmm. I finally was, got to a point where I'm like, you know what? I don't care how much, how many dumb people tell me this is true. It's not true because yeah. I'm still broke at the end of every week. So I'm done with this. And I started paying my tithes again. And then not only did I have money at the end of the week, now I've actually started savings. I didn't even know what that was. <laughs> it's an amazing word, but it yeah. requires God's help. Mm -hmm. Unless you just... Got better luck than me <laughs> in my life. I'm yeah. reliant on God. Like, if I don't have him, I ain't got nothing. It was Hebrews so. 5, wasn't it? I believe so. Yeah, Hebrews 5, chapter 1. Go ahead, read it, you yeah, guys. New Testament it. talks about it. <laughs> talks about it. But let's wrap this up with prayer. Yeah. I think we've uh, we've uh, beat the subject to death. So <laughs> And some that we didn't intend to cover. Yeah, true. You know what? Well, well, I enjoy it so much. We get, yeah, it's good. We, it we is get good. into things. Yeah. We get to see how the spirit works. We get to see just how everything starts to correlate. Right. I wouldn't have thought tithing ties into this, but it sure, it, it does. It sure does. Because it, it's an actual materialized yeah. substance that you can put your faith in. You can see that grow. You may, there's other things in the, like, I, I can't take you back to the cross 2,000 years ago and show you him up there, but right. I can, I can show you it today in this life. I show can show you, his you goodness. people's yeah. resurrected lives and I can show you financially blessings that come through the word of God. So mm -hmm. if it's true in that aspect, I mean, we, we it's true. It's gotta be true everywhere else. I mean, you know, the second biggest donator to uh, charity in America is number one is the Christians. Of course we rule that we'll always rule that. We're the biggest givers to every charitable organization around. Christians outdo everyone. Mm -hmm. But you know what the second one is? The satanic church. I was going to say that. Yeah. The satanic church. You know why? Because they know it's true. They know if I give, I get. So even if I'm not going to follow this God, I'm going to use his rules to benefit my life. And that's exactly what they do. And if... if, if they're getting over by doing it that way. How much more does the children of God get over when we follow the, the word of God? Mm -hmm. So taste and see for yourself, please. Don't believe us. I mean, Actually try it. I mean, not just, not just <laughs> financially. I think we've all been blessed with things that we had no clue yeah, from where they on, came absolutely. from. I mean, yes. Let alone just your heart changing. Everything. I Different mean, situations. The, the three you of having a child pass away yeah. and being able to sit here and laugh about it. Where other people literally go to the grave in depression yeah. because God doesn't reach in and fix and heal the problems that we have in our life. But yeah. you've got to open up. You've got to believe it. You've got to believe in the book. You've got to believe in him. 
And then, then he can work in your life and do amazing things for us. Mm-hmm. So I hope, I hope this touches you. I hope this gets you thinking. I hope it made you laugh a little bit. I hope you had a good time. Sweet a little bit. But let's pray for them <laughs> and let's get them on their way. Dear Lord Jesus, touch our hearts and minds today, God. Touch everybody who hears this message, God, that you will chase doubt out of their life, God. That you will remove this dark cloud of confusion off of their head, God. That you will pierce through the darkness with light, God. And that you will show them examples of your truth and how good you really are, God. We worship you. We thank you for all the amazing things you've done in our life. We thank you for always taking care of us. We thank you for calling new people to your kingdom lord and may we help you with this process we worship you and praise you and in jesus name we pray jesus amen 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 Amen. no star wars jokes today Oh. Oh. oh